0: Go back to the Headbangers podcast. It's 2022 where you host Nathan and Brad. Here today, we're going to do our top 10 releases of the year of 2021. Now, you might say it's a bit late to be doing this, but we don't give a fuck. We're going to get our interest in We've been meaning to do this. I couldn't do it last week because I moved into a new place, as you can see. Even Bob, well, to be fair, you might not even take notice, to be honest. But like, no, I most, of,
1: most of our, our viewers are audio
0: listeners. Okay, well, I'm in a different space now, so appreciate it. Um, but yeah, 2021, I think a great year for releases um, across the metal and hardcore board. Obviously, some other genres as well were great, but um, say what you want about 2021, it was a bit of a shit year in terms of getting things around, but we did see a bit of normality return. There was some gigs, the ones of festival, so I think towards the end of it, it did get better um nathan just a wrap up for 2021 not even album related what, what's your thoughts
1: i feel like 2021 was actually a good year for me i mean like starting yeah. a new job you know i think it was yeah, a good yeah. you know i think it kind of was a kind of a good like sort of year for this podcast as well you know we got to talk to a lot of interesting people we got a lot of like first times like for example you know like one thing is that we had one of our first ever uh, videos. hit. I think it was over, over to almost 10K views for with the fucking, yep. you know, Slaughter to the um You know, we've grown uh, subscriber count, like dramatically over the last year. I mean, like, it doesn't seem like a lot, but like the previous year before that, you know, we had 50 subscribers. We now got 143. Yep. So that's almost 100, you know, subscriber count in one year. So oh, I think yeah. that's, that, 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 I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, But if like 100 people sat in this room, you know, you'd be be like, fuck. (laughs) No, absolutely. Like we've got a lot
0: to thanks for, um, including the bands that we spoke to. We've had some amazing conversations that I think Nathan can agree with me where it's made our 2021 a lot more interesting because we've actually managed to socialize even at points where socializing wasn't a thing. Um, We've got a lot to thank for people that have sat down and watched us. Um also big thank you to our fucking selves because we've managed to push content out every week, Um, which for us, we are lazy bastards sometimes, but we've still, we've got up every week. We've done it. You know, there's been points where, you know, we've wanted to give up or we couldn't be asked anymore, but we pushed through it, didn't we? And we've still produced content. We're very happy with the way things are. And guess what? 2022 is going to be a fucking big year.
1: Yeah. I, I think the biggest thanks are- it has to go to you because I'll, I'll actually admit Brad over that last year put a lot more effort into this podcast than I did. I'll, I'll openly say that because to be honest, I, I, I you know I had a pretty a pretty bad spout in the beginning in the year anyway. Like, from just sort of motivation in general. Jump, I jumped into a new job. Um, that was pretty time consuming. I also had the band, but also trying to push. I feel like I was focusing on the music side of things more, um, which I was trying to prioritize. That I And mean, Brad kind of Brad kind of took the reins a lot more. So if it wasn't, everyone's kind of got Brad to thank more because if it wasn't for Brad, we probably wouldn't, wouldn't still have the podcast. So, well, I will take that. Well done, thank Brad. He booked, he booked majority of the bands. He booked, he booked majority of the bands last year as well. So hats off to him for that. Anyway, stop blowing smoke up my ass. <laughs> no, I do appreciate. It. Um,
0: no, I think you got, you know, I got a lot of thanks to you as well for turning up. Um, big thank you to the bands. Big thank hey, you to I the bands we
1: just turning up, motherfucker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you have done a good job. You have done a good job. Um, but yeah, let's get on with the top ten releases. So me and Open have picked five each, but there was a lot to congest, um, there's a lot to decide on, and it was very hard to sort of pick five favorites as opposed to you know the multitude of releases that came out um nathan do you want to hit us with your runners up like which one didn't make the list but you you know were very close for you
1: it was actually like harder than i thought to make this list because i was kind of like yeah ah you know i didn't really listen to a lot of new stuff <laughs> i but the, I'm, the new stuff that i did listen to i really liked a lot so it probably won't be that hard but then i actually went back to everything that i've listened to this year and looking through it all was just so fucking hard to actually compile it into like one small list i mean be honorable me- mentioned you know snuffed on site so, yeah their self-titled ep snuffed on site that came out uh last year fuck me is it a good one like i'm not even kidding like if you like yourself a bit of slam you know a bit yeah I, I, i'd i'd spin this i'd spin this because it's so fucking brutal every single riff is just oh you know, it's it, you know, it reminds me of the old classic slam sound, but still has you know, kind of like the nice stuff that you know, like new slam has. Very, very, yeah. very, very, very ch- like, melody charged and groove charged as well. But the beat, the breakdowns in it, fucking hell, don't they, don't they kick the shit out of you? So, shout out to Snuffed On Sight for that self-titled EP. Um, another one would be also who has a feature on this EP. So a bit of synergy, synergy right there. Would be two hundred stab rooms with a slave to the scalpel. This album's just a straight up death metal fucking haven. So you really need to check this out. Like honestly, two hundred stab rooms are one of those bands that I feel like are going to get a lot of attention in the future. Mm. Um, they have worked with Snuffed On site on their new EP as well. Um, they did a bit of a feature, and it one of the only bands out of the entire year Spotify recommended to me. I actually liked. So check out the new. The check out that new release. It's Fucking really good. Um, and then another one from the death metal side of things is Marta Fierum, Preserved in Torment. Now, can I just say Marta Furum are such an incredible death metal band. They encapsulate everything that's great about old school death metal and that entire sound and just package it up in, in a nice little present for you to give it to your kids on Christmas morning because genuinely Marta Fierum are such a ridiculously heavy band. Without even like sort of trying to go onto the tropes of being heavy, they just are like if you like your death metal, you're gonna love mortar because they really do encapsulate that sound and they really do hit it out of the park with preserved and torment. Oh yeah. You know, actually mortar Fair, I
0: remember seeing a lot of people rave about that. So it's definitely one for me to check out for some things I've missed. Um yeah, so my runners up. Um i got to start with Heliocentric Gabriel um is one of the first albums that got released in 2021 we've spoken to jared you know the mastermind behind it all and obviously i didn't really know much about his music until i discovered him but like wow that guy is incredible like he's such a talented musician to be able to play all of them and well too um you know he puts a lot of effort into the lyric writing he's obviously very passionate about it um and the production quality it's just it's a nice little slice of everything, but you can tell that he doesn't leave a stone unturned. He even films his own videos, um, which I know from a fact that, you know, trying to film your videos, edit them yourself, like when, you know, you've just got one camera and you on a tripod, is fucking hard. So hats off to Jared. You
1: can agree with that, can't you, Niff? Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember that time I sent you my footage and you were like, bit and you recorded your wall for 45 minutes? <laughs> from the podcast exactly it? it's hard didn't even realize didn't fucking realize <clears throat> no, absolutely
0: but hats off to jared amazing release i can't see what can't wait to see what he does next um my next one is violence unimagined by cannibal corpse now it's weird because you know the year of 2021 for me like deathcore wise and you know other sub-genres of death metal um i thought there was some amazing releases but the actual brutal death metal side you know the the meat and bones of things I struggled to find some that really stuck out to me. Um, there was a lot that sort of went under the woodwork or, you know, there was a few that impressed me, but not many. Um, but obviously Cannibal Corpse, the OGs, like, you know, they know exactly what they're doing. And I feel like Cannibal Corpse is a fine wine. They just get better of age. Um, I very much enjoyed Vance and imagined um, it's probably my favourite Cannibal Corpse album, to be honest. Um, I feel like they started to bring a lot more melodies that wasn't present in the early stuff. Um, and
1: fucking, it just rips and I love it. Oh. I still haven't listened to it and I, I feel really bad oh, man. for that. You should. I still have not listened to it. I, I just can't find the time. I don't know what it is. I I feel like it was one of those ones that slipped under my radar. It, it came out, Wanted to, I wanted to listen to it, but then I found a bunch of other shit and I was listening to that and I was like, ah, oh, but I want to get through this album. And then I just never got to it. And now I've come back to it and I feel like it's too late to listen to it. Because now when I'm going, hey, the new can of is sick. Everyone's like, yeah, we told you that <laughs> six months ago. And that is a dig at Dylan, you little fucker.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> that is a dig at you, Dylan. If you're watching this, every time you send me a band, I sent you it. six. Look at the chat. Look at the fucking chat.
0: Getting called out, on.
1: Yeah, no matter how much time has
0: passed, you should listen to this because... In my opinion it's the best cannibal corpse album bold statement i know but i feel like they know where they are in their timeline and they've perfected everything um next uh gojira with fortitude um well, a lot of people i feel like it causes a bit of stir st- st- with gojira like everyone seems to have their own favorite era but to me um i really like this direction that they're going in because magma was a very steep turn you know, it was probably the most me- mellow of their releases. And they took a lot of experimental stages with that. But I feel like with Fortitude, they managed to bring it back and take those heavy elements from the earlier albums, but kind of condense them, but still sound like this, I guess, more radio-friendly version of gojira But I kind of like it. Like, they're making death metal hits, which is quite hard to do. Um, you know, it's something that you can sing along to, um, I know it's. I like my brutal death metal. You know, I like to headbang and just you know don't mind if there's going to be like a hook or something like that. But when it comes to Gorgiera, I think it's good that they remember to make songs. So that's where I stand on Fortitude. I think there's a lot of bangers on there. Amazonia, Born for One Thing, um, the chant. There's just a lot of a lot of nice melodies in there. Um, and I think they've been one of the more consistent metal bands. From their
1: time zone, I feel like nothing would top like top, uh, you know, like Toxic Garbage Island as a as a, a gujira song for me. Oh, I agree. Like, I favorite, feel like but... that's their. Mag- <laughs> I feel like that's their magnum opus. Like I, I love that song, and I, 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 It's ten minute. You know, it's one of the only ten minute songs I listen to it all the way through. Toxic Why, Garbage Island. Skip not ten minutes. No, minutes. wait, not Toxic. I fucking which song is it? I'm fucking.
0: Oh, up I think here. you're thinking of um, fuck, The Art of Dying. The
1: Art of Dying. Yeah, yeah, The Art of Fucking Dying. That's the one yeah. that I meant. banger. That's the one. All right, yeah, The Art of Dying. I'm sorry. Don't call me a poser in the comments, boys, All the Gojira <laughs> fanboys. No, but The Art of Dying, that's their Magma opus for me. I prefer, uh, that's, the, that's my favourite release from them. That's my favourite, like, song from them. Um, I, I also love, you know, like, the, the, the Magma era of Gajira when they released like, stuff like Stranded as well because that was when I just yeah. started getting into metal. And that's what, that's the first Kajira song I ever listened to. One of my friends in, in the IT room back in sixth i like, hey, yo, listen to Kajira, play it. And he played it. We got some weird looks from everyone trying to study, but it was a banger. And like, I feel like with this new album, like, yeah, I, I get it. It's, it's a lot more radio friendly. It's also, you know, it's, it is well written and it is well produced. It just wasn't my like cup of tea. Like, I just don't, no, I don't know. Fair. Like, I feel like when it comes to like these old, like these older bands that are doing really well, like they've done really well, and they've kind of, I feel like we're seeing the point where a lot of these bands have sort of peaked, like from where they where they were before, and we're seeing sort of like them progressing as musicians and then like in a way writing a lot better and, and introducing a lot more stuff that they want to do, but also at the same time like kind of not grasping that same peak that they had previously. For me, that's my own personal opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's fair, to be honest. I mean, is they've got such a, a variety of fans that love all their albums. Um, you know, everyone's got a favourite, which happens with, uh, there's a few bands like that from Gojera's era. I think I think the thing it comes down to is just the fact that, you know, they, they were making quite a few choices right now to go in that direction. Um, but I'd still say they're quite consistent, so, that is why Fortune is my runner-up. But my last one is "Slot to Prevail with Kostelum. Um, now, damn, fucking Slaughter to Prevail, like, everyone's talking about them. I feel like they just blew up so much this year. Um, well, last year, but probably going to blow up again this year as well. But I thought Costalum was nice. Um, obviously, they've released some nice albums before that. But with Kostelum, I feel like they, they're sort of coming through now as a band that I can see that are going to get very big, like oh, yeah. the song, the songs that, oh, yeah. they sound a
1: bit like a Russian Slipknot, like and that's not in a certain they way are, that they're they copying a Russian them. Russian Slipknot, yeah, they, they definitely are Russian Slipknot. They've got that vibe, they've got the entire yeah. vibe about it.
0: Like uh, it's really hard to describe, but they're just doing everything completely right. Um, from like you know Alex Terrible's persona, like he is a frontman and he's a stage man, and I think that's very important to have personality as a band. And the songwriting is incredible. They've got some incredible hard hitters like Baba Yaga and Demolisher, which you probably would have heard, um, and Bratva. Like these are like anthems, but also they, it's like, it's almost a, a turn on its head to what I said before about, um, you know, a band like using melody. But this one, it's like the brutality
1: also drives it forward. So yeah, absolutely love Costalum. You know what I was thinking though, Brad, as well, like, because like you talking about sort to of prevail, sort of like right into the like into my head. Then, don't you feel like we've got a lot of bands that you normally do like mad heavy shit, also introducing clean singing into their their stuff? Like, it, like fucking even um sort to of prevail had it in the oh, what's the song? It's like you know, like, I can't stand. Yeah, do I mean yeah, like yeah. But yeah, Baba bab- yeah, bab- bab- yeah, yeah. Like, You know what I mean? like, We had like a lot of bands kind of introduce like a cleaner sort of vocal, vocal melody as well. Like, I kind of find it interesting because I feel like as metal progresses, we've got bands like Love and-, and stuff like that that are really, really, really getting popular. I feel like we're sort of deviating away from like, you know, like the, the oh yeah, but like how great is his, di- you know, like the distortion on his voice. I- then again, I feel like a lot of people the Ash, that argument, you know, Lana Shaw with uh, with Ramos, you know, they're like, that's the main reason why the song blew up. But I feel like metal as a whole, as it's sort of progressing, especially, I feel like it's mainly in Europe and the UK, it's kind of getting a softer tone, but with darker lyrics. Yeah, I feel like
0: people are like finding a new way to be heavy. That's not traditional because obviously there's so many heavy bands out there that might be using death metal elements or blast beats, Um, So people want to try and find a more dark, avant-garde way of, you know, approaching brutality, which I think I'm all for. Like, you know, you need people to keep it fresh. You also need people doing the same thing or you need people to induce those heavy elements. But overall, it's nice to see some new direction. Um, But Nathan, kick us off with um, your actual fifth
1: choice then. So my number five, again, really fucking hard to do this. list. My number five has to be Spirit Box Eternal Blue. Now, the reason why I sort of picked this album is because I just think it's a very well done al- album all the way through. Um, there's not much I can really pick gripes on at all. I mean, like it doesn't really change. It doesn't really change the spectrum. It is just sort of standard metalcore album, but because of how well it executes that, I feel like that's why I did, I had to add, add it to the list because out of all the metalcore albums that I listened to even though it didn't rewrite the book, it was also, it was the best written out of all the ones that I feel like um, came out this year. There's another one on there, which is not loose, which we'll get to in later sections, but this specific album for me, like it, you found it, that it was beautiful in some parts, but uh, I mean, Courtney's vocals as well. Like Jesus fucking Christ. Like that, Honestly, her singing's amazing and her, like, her scream's amazing and she knows how to switch, want to switch to at what bit and how to make it as impactful and as important to the song as possible. The instrumentals on it as well, really well written, all floated well together. It's a really well-flowing album. You can kind of just sit there, kind of get lost lost in it and I really enjoyed it, so that's why it's my number five. Yeah, absolutely. Um, spirit Box probably would have been my overrunner up if I could pick another one. Um,
0: you know, they've really come out of the woodworks this year. Um, last year, fucking hell. It's so weird to think it's 2022. Um, but yeah, no, fucking spirit box. Yeah, you're right. They they don't bring much news to the table, but what they do bring is perfected. Like for a band to sound that perfect, you know, for you know, very early in their career. It's quite incredible. Um, she's such a great vocalist. We all love a Jekyll and Hyde situation when they can switch, um, and she does it well. Is a nice balance of heavy and
1: and soft. So, yeah, hats off to Spirit of Box. Looking forward to seeing what we are gonna do. Yeah, you know, it's really funny as well. Like when you find when you, you know you know when they where they came from. It's like I wrestle. Have, have you listened to I wrestles the bear ones? Because I, I showed Siobhan them, and she couldn't believe it was like pretty much the same. Like majority of them are the same members. Um. And she was are like, what? And you can, when you listen to I wrestled the bear Woods, you can hear that Spirit Box sound that was in there all along. And obviously, they, you know, they left, but it was still that. I it was on a different, completely different level. Like it was, yeah, you know, your standard sort of stuff. But when they when they came out with this album and switched, and they, you know, when they came out as Spirit Box in general, I feel like they really, as musicians, matured. And then I feel like that's why they're so good now. Like they had like they'd been playing together for years anyway um and they both have just you can tell have a really great dynamic together yeah um, absolutely from just listening to their music so yeah
0: perfect yeah i know we're like spirit box album um my personal fifth choice is going to be Turnstyle glow on Um, oh, you told me to listen to these, and obviously I've been pushing it off for ages. Not because I didn't want to listen to it, but just because I you, just no, keep getting you always forgetting.
1: do this. You always do this. <laughs> you always. I always send you like an EP, and I always send you like a band, and then you're there like, yeah, I'll give it a listen. You never listen to it, and then it's either like you go, oh, what shows are on, or something like that. Who's playing like, like oh, this band I sent you them six months ago? And then you finally listen, and go, yeah, let's get tickets now, and like shit like that. <laughs> All right, I'm there like. Oh, like Just listen. It's same with Dylan. It pisses me off because I send them it. I send you guys it, and I'm like, listen to this. It's pretty good. And then, like a couple of moments later, they go, "Hey, that was pretty good." I'm like, "Well, have you got like a, a list somewhere that I'm not aware of? Because I feel like I need to update that for you. Like, because since I sent you that, they've released this. Like, it just it's it annoys like, me.
0: It's because you send me shit when I'm like at work and I'm like doing something at the time, and I just forget because I mean we talk about something else. Because yeah, I listen but... to
1: music when I'm sat there in work.
0: Yeah, I I can't fucking just. I'm dealing with the customer. I can't just fucking put my headphones on the startlist turnstile. Can I? You can. But hang on, some fire shit coming oh, my way. Break it <laughs> down, coming on. But yeah, turnstile. Fucking, hell. like that. It, it really blew me away because it's not something that I've I've heard properly, um, and that's something that caught me off guard for sure. Um, I feel like Turnstile, you know, they are hardcore. the 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 albums before that were a bit more heavy and more kind of standard hardcore. But they, with this album, they sort of introduce a lot of um, indie style and a lot of, you know, hard rock. There's there's a lot going on as well with like some electronic sounds. So I just I really like it because it's it's one of those things that you could listen to at any time of the day. Like it doesn't matter if you're in a mood for something heavy or something soft or something in the middle. Like they kind of hit you with everything on this album. Like,
1: also they've blown fucking up since the releases. Do you see that? they were, oh, yeah, uh, on NPR. Oh, they're doing they're like talk NPR. It's, the, it's, it's kind of incredible. Yeah. And Jimmy Fallon, the one fucking Jimmy Fallon. And it, it's mad though seeing like a hardcore band to that level because I I don't really think we've ever seen that really, other than like bands like Terror and mad ball and stuff like that. But even then, I don't think there was on like Jimmy Fallon and and stuff like that. I could be wrong, but um, I don't think they were ever on like, like talk shows or, you know, like that sort of level, but the same with um, a hardcore band called Scouse, you know, like shout out to them. They've been doing really well as well. Like they've blown up massively this year. I feel like we, I feel like it's a good time to be a hardcore band because it's becoming a lot more in the forefront. Um, Absolutely. It's one small step for turnstile. One giant well, had, leap for hardcore? <laughs> I had a feel. I had a. I had a theory on why like hardcore is sort of getting more popular, like right, rise now. Go on, um, because I feel like we're in we're, right now. Like we've always sort of every generation sort of been in like a quite a heavily political climate. But yeah. I feel like our generation has quite a big a divide in the political spectrum, but also b are very more vocal and are educating themselves a lot earlier in like, you know, like mm-hmm. in their lives. And I feel like, because hardcore very much derives from punk, I feel like the old pe- punk mentality is sort of coming back in the old sort of like, oh, well, fuck, you know, like not to be like, to sound, not to sound like generic, but fuck the government. <laughs> but no, mm-hmm. like the sort of like high- highly politically charged idea and like anger and general resentment against, um, any sort of form of authority is like sort of getting more instilled in us and more prevalent as well, especially since we're going for like these sort of times and everything like that. I feel like that's why hardcore is sort of on the rise because a lot of people are like just so frustrated about everything that they just go, you know, I'm not angry. I want to listen to someone as angry as me about this situation. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely be right. Um,
0: Obviously they do feed into each other quite a lot. Um turnstile as a whole though um very very good album we've gone um i think there's something for everyone when i say you know if you do put it on and you show someone that might not even like hardcore they probably will see some elements that that will appeal to them so fucking great album i've been spinning it all week and i'm going to continue to spin it and i really hope that they continue in this new direction of like pushing boundaries um because i like an album to catch me off guard and that's exactly what it did um what's your number four
1: so, sure, oh my God, Nathan's got a hardcore band on his list. So my number four is uh, Spy, uh, Habitual Offender. Oh, right. Now, this is an EP. Everyone's like, oh, mm, why don't you do four albums? Right, <laughs> I'm doing EPs. I'm doing EPs and albums, right? We're doing releases, keyword releases, all right? But um, fuck me, this band man, like, I think I've sent you a couple songs and you've done that bullshit where you don't (laughs) listen to it yet, right? But I know this band, is everything they record is so raw. Like, you get such a genuine, like, feel of aggression from them. And it's just, like, it's honestly, it's hard to describe in words how good this is, but it's, like, one of those things, it's, like, pause this, we'll wait, listen to it. Wait a second, Brad. Yeah, it was sick, wasn't it? The, I mean, like, it's that good. Like, I I feel like I shouldn't really be just go and listen to it because every the production on this, as much as it's not like it's not overly produced, which is what I like. It's just this raw bit of uh, hardcore music that this band have kind of just been like, like made and then just gone. There you go. Like, it is such a good out. It's a good EP. It flows well together, and you just oh, I can't. Honestly, I can't describe it. It's just listen to it for yourself because it's an incredible EP. Yeah, no, I'll probably give it a listen at some point. But it yeah, I think some,
0: some sometimes the, the rawness of of an album is can be appealing sometimes because sort of like it's all like getting a, some meat, you know what I mean? You can get like some processed shit <clears throat> in the fridge, but sometimes you want it raw. You want like a fucking sirloin steak. I do yeah, not like, with this, but you know what I mean.
1: It's not. It's not like a. No, it's not like a. You know, like those EPs, like those like songs that sort of come out that's so well mixed. It's like, oh, you can hear every single little bit. Yeah, it's got some rust to it. It's got some like, It's you know, it. It's not perfect. It's. It sounds like it was recorded old school. You know, it sounds like it was recorded on old older equipment. You can hear the static in the guitars. You can, but that's what's good about it. Like the production on it is really fucking like. Really good for the sound and overall tone that the band wants to sort of put out there. Um, yeah, and definitely it really some appeal all flows well together. Absolutely.
0: Um, so my fourth pick is going to be Architects for those who wish to exist. Um, now this is a, this is now there's been like quite a few bands that have released albums this year that I feel like this caused a bit of a stir in the sense that, you know, the fans are quite divided with it. Um, obviously they came out with Doomsday and a lot of people, everyone loved the album. It was great. Um, however, this album for me really invoked my love for Architects because I've always sort of slept on them. Um, and I didn't know why, because I listened to this album and I was like, fucking hell, like... They've been out for a lot of years now, you know, they know what they're doing. They've got a big fan base, quite popular. Um, but even though this album, you might say, is a bit condensed as opposed to what the rest of the albums are, I feel like it's it's just fucking monumental, like very epic. And um, there's a lot of songs in here that probably could be played and are arena worthy. Um but it just—it just sounds like a band that know where they stand, in their career. They know they sound like Architects. There may be tons of bands that have tried to rip off Architects' style. <clears throat> wage War. But
1: can we have a bit? All right. After you, you know, like we talk, talk, talk about Architects. Can we have like a bit of a side note on Wage War? Because I have a theory about Wage War, right? Because me and D- me and Dylan were talking about stop right? I think the right. industry plants a little bit, but like, let's go in. Just finish off what you were talking about with architects. Because okay, I all all also right. have like a lot to talk about about this album. Right.
0: Okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um but yeah, um, you've got songs like Black Lones, um, you've got anim- Animals. Um it's just it's heavy, it's catchy. Like, I, I don't get bored of this album. You know, I can put these songs on repeat all the time because it's, and I don't want to call it, like, pop songs, you know, that, you know, they come on, you can imagine it coming on the
1: radio, you'll sing along. Like, I feel well, like it's it, got a lot They of were on the radio, them. though. I, I was in... Exactly, I was at work. yeah. I was at work when the album came out and I'd listened to the entire album. And I was sat there and, like, four songs from that album came on. I was there, like, wait, this is... Our, and it was on Radio 1. And like no one, at, everyone at work like can't, I couldn't believe like, I couldn't work out why I was just so excited about hearing it on the radio. I'm like, you don't, you don't fucking understand. I was like, you don't understand my, like, I'm freaking out. This is, I was like, I, you know, I've just listened to this whole album and to hear it on the radio, and it's a fucking metalcore band from the UK is pretty good for me. Yeah, like that's pretty. That's, that, I don't get to see that often. It's a good thing for
0: it's a good thing for metalcore. Good thing for metal like. I know people have a thing against metal bands when they sort of become more mainstream, they get more popularity. But it is a good thing for metal because it is encouraging more listeners to come in. Like, it's still going to remain underground. Like Metal's never going to be fucking number one, you know, genre to listen to just because of the way it is. But that being said, you're still bringing more people to appreciate this art form. And I think architects have made a, you know, much like turnstile, making the making steps to sort of branch out still remaining their identity but you know they're dragging more people in to say hey this genre is sick here's why
1: yeah no i really enjoy it it would have been on the list but i feel like it would have was like i kind of listened to it i loved it span you know i like span it for like a couple weeks yeah um and then just kind of stop listening to it. I find it. I found after quite a few listens, which you know, like anything like that, it kind of, kind yep. of like, all oh, right, you know, I've listened to it before. <laughs> oh, I'm <the> hey, <laughs> fucking hell! But anyway, I, you know, I, you know, I've listened to this before. I kind of know where it goes, and. There were there were a lot of replayability. I'll give it. I'll give it that because I did replay it a lot before I got to that point. And like I really loved this album. Like it's what they, it's the, It kind of got me into Architects because again, like like you, I kind of slept on them as well. Like you know, I, I didn't really bother with them. Like I heard Doomsday. I thought that was a good song, but I never really listened to the albums. And then I listened to this one. I was like, oh, I'm gonna check out the older stuff. Check that out, and really got into them like like this year, last year. Um and Really enjoyed them, and that album's fucking, it is so well, so well yeah. done. Um, it's you know, it's not like you, you, it's not heavy, but it's catchy and it's enjoyable and it's an easy listen, you know. Like, not everyone wants to hear <laughs> 24 fucking 7. Like, you know, like I just sometimes want to listen to something and chill out, and that's something yeah. that it can, it can offer. It's not, it's a nice balance, it's a you know, a 50 50 mix. Saying that the opening li- li- riff to Animals is a is such a fucking banger. Yeah, if you don't bang your head to that, you're a liar. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like that. You know, the, it's like the hate hit breed for perseverance riff. Exactly. I mean, if you can't bang, if you don't bang your head to that, or the the breakdown in dom- Domination, you know what I mean, like by Pantera, if you yeah. don't just go dun, 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 dun. Yeah, do you know what I mean like? I feel I feel like know, people. If
0: people don't, they're, they're restricting themselves on how they are. They're just trying to not. What's your number three, then,
1: Nathan? So my number three is Not Loose, A Tear in the Fabric of Life. Over... Banger of an album. Right. Well, it's an EP. I know. But, <laughs> you know what? I really enjoyed this one. It's another, like, I don't know what to put my... Um, I feel like not loose, you can probably say the metal core more than the hardcore now. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like this album, this EP was like a step up from them. by like, a different shade of blue. We're kind of the one that kind of put them on the map. Arguably you could say counting worms put them on the map. It did, but this one, like, definitely like it, it you know, like the you know, count like right, a different shade of blue definitely sort of solidified that. That they were on that map, you know what I mean? Like, they, they put they got the name, like, you know, I mean, like, sign off that's not loose. but this one, like, it it was something else, like, it was an expansion on that. It's like, you ever played The Witcher, right, Brad? Well, you, of course, you played The Witcher, right? So remember the Blood and Wine DLC? Oh, yeah, yeah, this EP is the Blood and Wine DLC to so a different shade of blue, do you know what I mean? Like, comp- like, completely changed the game where you're like, hey. This is worth this is worth my money. Like it will fuck it, honestly, for one of, for one, it was a concept EP. You know, it told the same story throughout, which offered a, a new layer of uh of their songwriter the songwriters as musicians. Um and it was very enjoyable. Like try listening, like it's one of those things that you need to listen to as a full piece. Like you can't just listen to one song, like because the first the beginning of that one song goes and is the end of another so the whole thing flows really well it's heavy as fuck everyone stepped up the game there's new influences in, in there and the breakdowns are just not loose heaviness but it's just gotten a lot better they perfected it so that's me number that's my number three.
0: Absolutely I fucking I adored the CP um as soon as you showed me where the light divides the hollow I was just like, this is the, the the scoop of heaviness that I needed that year. Um, it's probably one of the heaviest songs released that year, if not the heaviest. Um, obviously, there's different definitions of heavy now, but that song absolutely slaps. Um, the breakdown in that, just incredible. Um, love the animated video that went along with the whole concept as well. Um, reminds me of limbo in a way, just the way that it's like, you know, using the the white and black contrasts. But no, <clears throat> incredible. Great step for, for Not Lose, to be honest. Um, I think it's their most incredible work that they've done. So, my number three is going to be Arc
1: Spire.
0: And I fucking forgot the album Then Let me go get it up.
1: But to be fair, I did listen to the album recently and I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I guess I talk a lot of shit, especially on the podcast. I, I know, <laughs> believe it or not, to our, our listeners and viewers at home, I talk more shit to Brad than I ever say on the podcast. Believe me, right? A lot of people probably would unsubscribe if, if Nathan was left unfiltered for five minutes. But anyway, I know, I, I know, I, I I don't like tech death too much. There's certain bands I like, but I think for the most part. It's kind of like a wank off session between guitarists. It's like, hey, I can sweep, I can sweep, sweep. Uh, Why is it, um, sweet pick? Oh, I can gravity pick. Oh, I can play guitar with just thinking about it. I mean, like, it's like kind of that. But there's a few bands that I really liked. Axby is one of the exceptions. This this album got me into tech death a little bit more. I am just starting to enjoy it a lot more. I feel like I oversimplified it a little bit. Like. Admittedly, sometimes it does still feel like it's like, yeah, you kind of forgot to put a song in there, lads. Like, when it comes... I'm talking about death, te- Tech death as all, well, not as an mm. art spy, but the entire album for Max by is pretty fucking good. Like, I really yeah. enjoyed it, and it probably would have made it to the list. It's just one of those things, like, I only added stuff that I constantly listen to throughout the year. Um, now, one thing that I listen to and go, I like that. Listen to a few more Tech death bands. I'm like, I like that. Tech, I'm kind of wrong about Tech Def.
0: Yeah. I mean, so the album's called Bleed the Future. Um, It's a bit like what you were just saying just then. Um, I feel like Arc Spire, they know that they're incredible players. Like, they even got one song on here that is so incredibly fast. Ollie managed to keep up with the vocals. But they know how to make Tech death into songs. Like, they know when to slow it down. They know how to format in a way that's congestible, um, it seems like they know what they're doing, but like they can have a bit of a wank off with the guitars, but it sounds good. It's melodic. Like there's thought process behind it. Um, I love tech deaf, uh, even when it is a bit more sporadic, but what tech deaf I love the most is when they can actually make it into harmonies. Um, Arc Spire do this so well. Ollie is a fucking incredible vocalist, probably one of the best around at the moment. Just the fact that he can go at that speed. It's almost like he's rapping the lyrics out. Like I remember like listening to his podcast with um, Vox and Hops and he was just saying just how many lyrics he has to write down just to spit them all out. I mean, to be honest, even in just one of the fucking songs, he must go for about a thousand lyrics. I mean, you imagine him writing out on paper? He must be like, <laughs> how many, how many trees has two been killed? Minutes, of <laughs>
1: yeah. Hey, do you do A5? No, no, you don't. All right. yeah. all right. Can I have a, I
0: have hey, a scroll, please?
1: As well, not only that, Dean. You know, he right, props to him because he actually like he's pretty smart as a just a musician in general. You know, he has that he has that YouTube channel um, that he does with his wife as well, who's also in the death metal band. The name escapes me, but you know that in a sense because I, I got into Spire from listening to Dean for watching Dean's YouTube channel. I really enjoyed the videos. I'm like, you know what? I haven't listened to Axspire. I'll give them... I'll, and they're one of the only tech death bands I actually really like. Like, from Dean's personality as well as a, as a guitarist and a person. Like, it comes through... And it it's great marketing because at the end of the day, personalities sell. So Exactly. Prop, like, I can prop, say the same props about... to them. Yeah, I'd say the same about Ollie as well.
0: He's a very um, recognisable person. Um, and I feel like their persona has really drived the band as much as the music does. You've got some incredible songs, Bleed the Future... My fucking favorite drone corpse aviator. Um, fucking hell, that that's song a banger. That is a yeah, fucking. B- that pops yeah. off. It absolutely pops off. Um, there's just as a heavy album, this is my favorite heavy album of the year because it slaps you in the face. But I love the the solos in it. It's so beautiful. Like I absolutely just love everything about this. And I I, I didn't
1: think that Ark Spire could top the previous release, but they managed to do it. Definitely. So, to the number. These these are the meat and potatoes of the episode. Yeah, getting down to the grits of it now. Well, we're in the top three, so I already at the meat and potatoes. But number two for me is like is Mole Diorama. And I believe me, but the, the like the, the difference between my one number one spot and my number two spot is so it's that it's as thin as a hair by it's just i listen to number one way more and that's that's all it is. but that Di- diorama is such a beautiful album and from speaking to oh, kim yeah. getting early access it's just been like a dream like first of all and on, on a note on diorama as well as interviewing kim um in one of our previous episodes you know like Getting that early release getting that early release was something that we dreamed of getting when we first started the podcast. We were like, What if we, you know, we got to the size where we you know we even got early releases and, and stuff like that. And we actually got that opportunity from from this. And going into it, you know, Brad was Brad listened to him a little bit more. I I had I not really listened to him before the podcast. Um and then I got them obviously we got early access to this album and listen to it and I've become such a giant fan of Mole. That because it's such a beautiful, beautiful album. And I even when we wrote the review on it, um, I put like a quote that said Beauty in Darkness, which is something that I just feel like perfectly encumbers the album and perfectly sort Mm. of describes the album. And from speaking to Kim, the the themes that are covered in the album very much represent that as well. Um I just really loved it. Like it got me into Mo as a band when like, and I, I said this, I said this openly on the podcast. Like I listen to a lot more hardcore music and a lot more different stuff now. I don't I don't really I found that I re- I love death metal. I found that I really like hardcore. Um but for the most part other sides of, of metal haven't stuck for me. And sometimes I just don't there's been times where I don't really listen to metal for a while and I, I find it hard to get excited about it. Um, but this one sort of woke up that side of me where I was there like got excited about releases again because it was so different. It was so refreshing and it was so great to listen to. So Absolutely. that's why it's up. And the only reason why it's at my number two is because I just simply watched, listen to my number one way more, and went back to it a little bit more. But to be fair, like I could easily say I, I'd much prefer putting these two as tied because I I feel like they're both I enjoyed them both as much. Um. So, what about you, Brad? What about your number two? Well, do not know what you
0: said about more but for for reasons, I'll oh, wait. <laughs> um, my number two is Trivium and the Court of the Dragon.
1: Crawling,
0: crawling the of Shock, Anna! It's Trivium. Who knew? But you know, Trivium be my favorite band. Them and Opeth like joint first. I've always been like that for about six years now. Um, reason being, I love everything, not only about the members, you know, Matt Heathy as he a person, I think he's incredible. Um, you know, very motivational, um, funny guy, you know, he knows how to market himself as well as his music, and he's always doing stuff and doing bits. But just Trivium as a whole, when I talk about consistency, like I mentioned before, like Trivium have always been consistent since the first release, Ember to Inferno to In the Court of the Dragon. You know, they've tried a lot of different styles. Like now, they know what Trivium sounds like. This is the best they've ever sounded their entire career. And they've really managed to bring those heavy elements back that people when I guess in like, you know, Silence in the Snow came out, people didn't think that they'd bring that back because of what happened to Matt's voice. Um, However, a few albums down, you've had The Sin in the Sentence, which is a great album. Uh, this, no stranger to that either. Um, there's some real nice, refreshing bits of musicianship for Trivium as well, um, like The Shadow of the Arbitoire. Um, It's like a long ballad song. It's got some, I don't want to say folk elements, but there's definitely some epicness to this song. Um, but you've got heavier songs on the album, like Only Way Back's But Through. Um I just fucking, ugh. there's nothing, I could sit and talk about Trivium for hours, but the point being, you know, you might say this doesn't bring much new for Trivium, but it's a fucking banger. Like, this sounds like Trivium. When you re- when you reach that level of musicianship where people can identify you like that's Trivium, like, they don't really have to try too much now. They just smash it out. The mastercrafts with the musicianship, they know exactly what they're doing. And um, We did do a reaction to the flanks that came on this album, but fucking copyright took it down, so fuck that. <laughs> but either way, that was an epic song. I wanted to
1: dispute it, but like, you know what's really bullshit? So what's really, really bullshit about YouTube's cop? You know who reviews it, by the way? You know when you dispute it? You know who reviews your you dispute? Spots the up. guys that, no, it's the guys that made the dispute. Wow. So obviously they're going to be like, ah, yeah, we don't agree with you. I don't
0: know about this. Yeah, it's yeah, a shame. So... But like, that's that was probably the best song on the album for me. It's one of those seven-minute, eight-minute songs that you know twists and turns, um, a bit of a progressive feel that really reminded me of the Shogun area of Trivium. This it's just it's a homage to everything that they've done, and you know I think they managed to encapsulate all the fans with this one.
1: Definitely, I you know what I again like I said like when we reacted to it and our viewers would have seen this, I you know I I hadn't really listened to. To uh, trivia him a lot, really like can sit after the sin in the sentence. but I, I when we reacted to it, I really enjoyed that song. I thought it was really good. And if we hadn't got copyright strike, you'd you'd have been able to see that nice would have been, you reaction would have known that. that that fit really well into the fair use policy of YouTube. Um, we did actually do color correcting on the video as well, so we did actually do a lot of editing, and it was paused at certain interv- Many intervals where it can contribute fair use so. You know, not that I'm salty or anything like that that it did sit, get taken down. Yeah. No, it's not like we put loads all. of
0: work into it for it to be yeah, taken down. Yeah, it's not, down, not like Brad anywhere.
1: slaved over for ages editing that fucking video. And then I also spent ages making that fucking thumbnail for it to just be taken down after an hour being up. But we're not salty, salty at all. But if you'd watched the reaction, you know, you'd have known that we kind of really liked this release. from <laughs> Yep. So
0: fuck that. That was a shit situation. Um, we go into our number ones now. Um, disclaimer just to throw it out there, we have talked about these bands in this video already, but we've just got yeah, them different orders. This so, was an oversight, uh, yes. But our our top first favorite album of 2021 was both Mall Diorama and Turnstile Glow On. Um, I'll say my piece about Mall just real quick because obviously we've done a review about it, um, we've talked to Kim, we've probably mentioned it quite a couple of times about diorama because this is the album that really threw us off guard i've never really listened to much shoegaze influence music before um as a fan of black metal as a fan of metal as a fan of many genres um i feel like this is an absolute masterpiece um i haven't had anything like diorama and there's so much emotion and thought coming to it and um, a lot of like darkness turned into beauty much like what you said nathan um like, it's almost weird because it just makes you kind of happy when you listen to it, even though the lyrics, well, I guess it's sort of overcoming trauma in a way. Um, but even though the, the subject matter is quite deep, um, I always get a good feeling listening to this album. Maybe that's the vibe it was meant to give off. Um, but I love how, like, everyone can have a different experience listening to this. Um, if you haven't listened to Diorama, I think you'd be surprised of what you might find out.
1: Yeah, so fuck it. I'm gonna say that my my number one, number two is a joint because I feel like really bad picking. It feels like I'm picking between which one's my favorite child because I'm not even kidding. Like, I, I love this. I love this app, these albums both just as much as the other, um, but for, obviously for different reasons. But I think the reason why Turnstile Glow On is my number one is because I found myself just going back to it more often. Um. Just replaying it as much, and and that's why I feel like it's my number one because I, I I kept just going back to it throughout the year, no matter what kind of got released. I kind of just went back to it and listened to it again. Yeah, I mean I kind of like you know stayed quiet about glow on when when you mentioned it. Uh, it's pretty mad though. Yeah. Our, our lists were pretty similar, um, but glow on for me, it kind of put, turns out picked up where the the alter if uh, hardcore band sort of came came out you found in the 90s towards the end of the 90s um you found a lot of hardcore bands started doing this weird wacky sort of form of hardcore it almost so in some moments kind of reminds me of the beastie boys like in terms of like just i can't describe it like it's it's like a hardcore band that's then gone into a different like sort of shot what feels like a different genre like this album doesn't feel like a true hardcore album not to be like um, elite is, but it doesn't sound like a true hardcore album, but that's what's good about it is that it has yeah. all these different influences in there. I mean, there's so many, it's such a catchy album. There's so many songs where yeah, I find myself just singing it in my head and I all I've been like, you know, I'm going to just put that on because it's so good. I mean, TLC as well. That's the most hardcore song from that album. That's fucking yeah. sick. <laughs> but there's also, there's just so many. It's also got, um, it's also got a very like surfer dude, S vibe to some of the songs, like yeah, I mean, where you're like you can imagine some guys are sat on a beach having some beers with their friends, you know. It's like Alien Love Call. That's like a, yeah, exactly. A like, yeah, yeah, like, but like because of all the versatility of that album, it's so good. And then like, um, Dance Off, right? Dance Off, right? Seems like it should be in a teen mu- move uh, movie from the early two thousands. Do I mean like the like at a house party scene? but it's that's what's good about it it just has it's like a, a bit of nostalgia wrapped up but this album's incredible if, if you haven't listened to it listen to it because it's easily it it's refreshing to hear from like yeah a, like a hardcore band and it's really well done
0: so yeah turnstile mole that's our favorites for last year incredible albums both really changed the game i think I and mean, we both like genre bending bands um Incredible release, I honestly thought 2021 was, you know, say what you want about it, but in terms of release, I really feel like most bands gave it their air game. Um, yeah, it was a yeah, very good year,
1: stay- a very good year, very good year for releases. It was indeed.
0: So yeah, stay tuned, um, we'll be coming out with more stuff, I definitely want to start booking some more bands, there's plenty of that I'd love to get on, so watch this space, don't forget to like and subscribe, we are on Patreon,
1: so if you want to get started with that, support, yeah, you want to support us, yeah. Um, and by the time you, or you're you watching this, me and Brad are going to be in the cabin in the woods in the middle of nowhere. Um, exactly. So also, keep an eye on social media. We've got a couple of surprises with us being at that cabin popping up there. Maybe a couple of jokey videos every now and again. You might get yeah, to see me and Brad know. absolutely shit-faced having some cigars on, on a balcony. So He's giving it all away. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, I didn't give it away. Didn't give it away. But I've got to talk to you about these cigars after this, so let's wrap it up. Okay, right. See you guys next episode.